welcome back to the Mia's Mom podcast. I am Cambry, the host of this podcast, and today I'm back with my third guest, my mom. In case you didn't know, Mother's Day is this coming Sunday, so I figured this would be a great time to have my mom on the podcast as a little Mother's Day special type of deal. So welcome to the pod, Mom. Well, thank you. First of all, I just want to thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm loving your podcast, learning a lot, and I think this is a great place to come for all kinds of different things for if you're a mom, whether you're an old mom like me or a young mom like you. So thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm excited that you're here. Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you. You you as well. Thank you. Why don't you go ahead and tell the pod a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I'm Karen, and I am Cambry and Bethany's mother. And Jack and Belle and Olive's nanny Kay. I've been married to your wonderful daddy for almost 40 years. And I used to teach school. I've owned my own business. I have had a baking business and a home decor business. And I just love being outside. I love flowers. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm super excited to share some of my knowledge of that with you and your listeners. Yeah, cool. So yeah, like you said, this past December, y'all celebrated 38, right? Well, I was trying to think, but I think you are correct. in December. So yes, Drew and I dated for what seems like forever, but y'all had a little bit of a different approach. So we did. We absolutely <laughs> tell, did. Tell everybody how y'all met and what y'all's timeline was as far as like when you started dating to when you got married to when you started having kids. Okay. Well, we met in 1983. I was a sophomore at the University of Arkansas, and your daddy had just come up that summer. He was doing his master's in chemical engineering, and I had just come up of a relationship where I thought, you know, it was the one, and that didn't work out, and I'd kind of just said, okay, God, I'm just going to kind of not focus on guys. I'm just going to focus on my study and on you. And we had a college age group that met at church on Thursday nights, and it was the first Thursday night of the semester. So I went and just was, you know, talking, checking out all the new friends, freshmen, and all that. And he, your dad walked in the door in the back of the church, and he caught my eye. And I was like, who is that? And everybody's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I just had this feeling like, oh, my goodness, I think that's who I'm going to marry. And But I was like, okay, no. But anyway, we got put into groups that night, and we had to tell our most embarrassing story. And whichever group won, they got a free pizza dinner. And, of course, my most embarrassing story won. Surprise, surprise. What was it? What was huh? it? Share it with everybody. Oh, my goodness. Do you really want me to? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had come back that summer to change some ske- some of my scheduling um, for school. I had wanted to add a class and drop another one. And so I had one of my friends, he was up there, he was an RA, and he knew I was coming. He said, come see me. And I said, okay, I'll be over. You know, I'm coming up this day. I don't even remember when it was, but... So I got my schedule all changed, and I ran over. Back then, you had men dorms and women dorms. So he was in a, a men's dorm, and he was a resident assistant. And so I knocked on the door, and he said, come in. 
and he op I opened the door and there was like a six nine linebacker build buck naked guy. <laughs> and if you can imagine where my eye level was, I was like screaming and was going, oh my gosh, because you know, I was very naive and very green. I just, I thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And they just died laughing. I shut the door and I ran out into my car and went away. <laughs> it was very traumatic. <laughs> so, so was dad in your group or he was not in your group? Well, this was this summer. Dad got put in my group that night at, at church. And so, of course, when I told my story, they were like, oh my gosh, we're going to win. <laughs> and so, sure enough, we did. And for some reason, we went to his apartment well, the dinner was like later, and we went to his apartment before we went to dinner. A whole bunch, I guess we came to pick him up, a bunch of us. I had a car, so it was probably me driving, and we, I just picked everybody up. So he invited all of us into his apartment, and I was like, man, this dude is clean. And you know how I'm a neat freak. I was like, wow. I mean, it didn't smell like gym shorts or dirty socks, and everything was in its place. I was like, wow. Not only is he good looking, but, man, he's, like, clean. So... Anyway, we went out to dinner, and so happened he sat beside me, and of course, I made everybody laugh, because that's what I did back then, but anyway, we had a really good time, and so we had a mutual friend named Liz Scott, who was from Batesville, a new daddy, and so we were good friends, and he had called her. Anyway, he she said, I think Karen would go out with you if you would ask her, or maybe he asked if she would go out, and Bill said, Oh, there is no way she'll go out with me. She said, no, I really think she will. And so the next week he called me. We talked for about two hours on the phone. And he asked me out. He said, well, I want to take you out if you would go out with me. I said, yeah. And he said, well, what if we go to a movie? And I said, that sounds great. And so he picked me up. And it's hilarious. His ex-girlfriend, who he dated in Batesville, happened to call me. She was up there, too. We all were all at MBSF with our church group together. And we were talking, I said, well, listen, I, I've got a date. I need to go. We're fixing to leave. And she said, oh, who are, you, who are you going out with? And I said, well, Bill Campbell. And she said, oh, my gosh, he is the best kisser. Oh, my gosh. And I, I got the phone. I said, well, I hear you're a really good kisser. And he turned beet red. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, and I did find out that night he was a pretty good kisser. Oh. My goodness. This may be too much info for your show. TMI, TMI. <laughs> but anyway, that's how we met. And long story short, we dated. That was September the 9th. We ended up getting engaged in March and got married. We were going to get married a year from June, but we couldn't wait and, and got married in December. So there you have it. Oh, okay. So that was actually longer than I thought. I thought that y'all like met and started dating and got engaged in like three months. So that was actually a little bit longer than I. We started dating September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Six months. Gotcha. Okay. So not that, yeah. So it's kind of fast. Yeah, that's still fast. That's, Drew and I got engaged and were married within six months. I mean, we dated for five years before that. But, you know, once we got engaged, timeline was the same. Exactly. So... After y'all got married, how long did y'all wait before you had kids? Well, I was still in school, and he was starting a new job in Texas. I could have lived with my parents for six months and, and student taught and then done my last semester in Texas and been done. But that just wasn't, you know, we didn't want to be apart, and he was starting a new job. We just got married. 
I ended up having to go two years longer because we moved to Texas and their curriculum and, and hours and all that were so different. Mm-hmm. So when I was in school for two years and the plan was to, I was going to get a job and work for a couple of years and we were going to kind of save some money and then we were going to start trying to have kids. But lo and behold, God had a different plan. And while I was student teaching, I found out I was pregnant with your sister, Bethany. And I'll never forget that pregnancy test. We looked at it and we both started laughing. And then we both started crying. Because <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh. I said, well, I think I was the one actually. I don't think daddy cried. But I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to finish student teaching? And... How are we going to make it? You know, I mean, you just, you, you have a plan in your head. You want so much money saved and you want, yeah. you know, we, we did have a house. We had bought a house a year after we moved to Longview. We were in an apartment for about a year and then we bought a house. So we did have a house and it just, it all worked out. And she's been a very big blessing as well as you have. So it, it all worked out in the end. So did y'all always want kids? Yes, definitely. Always wanted kids. I actually wanted one more. I wanted to try for a boy after we moved back to Batesville. And Dad was like, I think we're good. And I said, okay. <laughs> so he wasn't on board. And wanna, so I said, okay, he we didn't won't. want a chance at, He didn't want a chance. He didn't want a chance girl. another girl and having to pay for another wedding and <laughs> all of that stuff. No, I'm just kidding. We were happy with, he, he said we were happy with the family of four. So there you go. Yeah. I think this is right, but I wanted to confirm with you. Y'all didn't find out the gender when you were pregnant with Bethany, right? We did not. Every, that was kind of the start of people finding out. And we both, I can remember even going in and you had the test done for like spina bifida mm-hmm. and all that. And we just declined that. We said, you know what? Whatever God gives us is what he gives us. And we're going to be happy and thankful and um, we just wanted that experience to be a an exciting one, just being in there together and for him to say, we've got a girl or we've got a boy or whatever. That was so, It was so funny, though. My nurse that was my OB nurse lived in our neighborhood and she jogged every day. And I was like two weeks overdue with Bethany. And I was like, okay, I just hardly, you know how me, I can't hardly stand and not know. And I stopped her and I said, okay, I've got to know. And she said, nope, I'm not telling you. You're, you're, you're going any day. And I'm so thankful she didn't because it was fun and very neat to be able to have that special moment. And just, gosh, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. But just when they say it's a girl and you're just like, you know how it feels. It, it's just oh, very, yeah, it's a cra- very It is emotional. a crazy experience. And, and I almost wish we hadn't found out with you, but we were moving to a new state. And we just, we were building a house kind of while we were in Texas, we were building a house in North Carolina and we just thought, okay, it's just going to be easier if we find out and have everything already planned out. But I wish we would have waited with you too, because it was very exciting and it almost, while you're pushing and trying to, to bear the pain and all that, it, it kind of makes it worth it in the end when you, you get that little surprise. Yeah. But I was so excited when you were born because... You came out, well, first of all, you, the nurse almost had to deliver you because I went a lot faster with you, like really fast, kind of like almost not as fast as you did with Jack, but pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a, an emergency and my doctor got called out and she said, honey, don't push, don't push, don't push. And I said, okay. 
And I had an epidural, so I couldn't feel, mm. unlike you. But, you know, it was it was still exciting. But you came out, and your little hair was curly. And I said, oh, my gosh, I think she's got blonde hair. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so, our names, y'all did like a BK, BK kind of thing. We did. Was that, was that planned? It wasn't at first, because we for Bethany, we looked at Meredith, Grace, and Kara, funny because Bethany's one of her best friends is Caroline, but we looked at Caroline and Bethany. Those were our top three contenders. And let me explain really quick if people don't know us. So, my dad's name is Bill. My mom's name, like she said, is Karen. And then my sister is older than me, and she is Bethany, and I'm Cambry. So, our initials are BKBK. So, that's what I meant by that. So, yes, and, and honestly, I wasn't going to do that. My sister, Jackie, did all J's because her husband's Jimmy, Jackie, and then she had Jordan and Jenna. And one, I guess we were just talking one day, me and Bill, and, and he said, what if we did Bethany, and then we could, if we have another one, we could name it a K name. And I said, that's kind of cool, BKBK. So that's how it happened. And then with you, I could not come up with a K name that we both, we both just couldn't come up with a K name that we really liked. Mm-hmm. And so Jackie had a friend, my sister had a friend that had a daughter named Cambry. And she, I was saying, man, I cannot think, I was talking to her, I can't think of a K name. Bill can't think of a K name. And she said, well, I have a friend that just named hers Cambry. And I thought, oh, Cambry. Oh, I really like that. And I always loved Noelle. I had seen that on a soap opera back in the day. There was a girl that was, her name was Noelle. And I thought that was so pretty. And since you were going to be born in December, I, I told Daddy, I said, what do you think about Cambry Noel? It just kind of flows. And he goes, well, we both love Christmas. So I think that would be an awesome name. So that's how I you were named. I love my name. And I get asked about it all the time. Usually whenever I meet somebody new, I think because my accent is so thick and so different living in Louisiana and then now in North Carolina people have to ask me several times and I'm always like it's like the car like a Camry but with a B in there it's Cambry and they're like oh okay Bethany and I both currently stay home you mentioned that you were previously a teacher did you stay home with us yes actually I did that was very important to me and daddy and we both are very proud of you and Cambry, or you and Bethany, I'm sorry, because we know the sacrifice to do that, but we also know the benefits of doing that. And I know not everyone can do that. You have to do what's best for your family, but it was very important that I stayed home with you guys, and um, I started working, I think, when you went to kindergarten was when I okay. when I started working. Did you want to go back to work? I wanted to go to work, I think, because I felt like, I know this is going to sound bad, (laughs) I don't mean it bad, but I thought, well, I'm just a mom, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not really helping, like, financially, I'm not really doing anything except being a mom, and I I did want to go to work, I did want to, I guess, fulfill, I always wanted to teach. I used to play teacher. Daddy would bring stuff home from his work, like red pens, and I'd make up little worksheets, and he would Xerox them all. Well, whatever he did back then. And I would sit on my, I had a little desk in my room, and I played school all the time. So I always wanted to teach, and I loved teaching. Mm -hmm. So yes, I wanted to do that, but I am so thankful for those years that I stayed home. There were a lot of days I thought, man, I wish... 
I could talk to an adult because back then you didn't have cell phones and you didn't, well, I mean, we had phones. We weren't that far back in the ages, but you know, there's some days that you probably long to think, man, I wish I could talk to an adult. Yeah. I can remember that, especially during COVID when we couldn't go anywhere before Jack was vaccinated. We literally just stayed at home all the time and Drew would come home from work and I would be like, tell me about your day. And he'd be like, oh, it was good. And I'd be like, no, tell me about your day. Tell me every single thing that happened. Who did you talk to? Who who did you text? Who did you eat lunch with? Like, yes. I need to know everything. So I definitely can understand that. And it's a it was a different time, like you said, without social media and phones and FaceTime. So I know that that was probably just looked completely different than what our life looks like now staying at home. It did, but I did enjoy it. I would not take that time back. And your daddy was super, super supportive. You know, I was like, hey, what are we going to do? And he goes, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I really want to stay home if we can swing it. And he said, absolutely, we'll make it work. And we did. And I enjoy, you know, I got to teach Bethany how to read. I'm not sure that I taught you how to read because we had so much going on, but you learned somewhere. But we got to play. I still got to do my chores at home, which which gave me a... I'm a doer. So being able to cook and I want my house to be not clean and all. And I was able to do those things, but yet still play with y'all. And we were so fortunate to live, when we lived in Charlotte, to live on a great cul-de-sac. And everybody was a transplant and everybody had kids y'all's age and everybody hung out in our backyard. So, like, I could be in the kitchen cooking dinner and look outside. And back then, you, I mean, we worried a little bit about, you know, getting kidnapped or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not like it is today, but, I mean, it was just such a safe place. And it was so fun to see all the kids in our backyard and all the... I mean, y'all literally would get up and eat breakfast and you would put on your little red shoes that you wore for, like, until your toes were popping out of them my little red shoes and my cherry dress your little was it cherry or strawberry no it was cherry it was cherry it was cherry Mm -hmm. until it came up to your it was like a t-shirt yeah literally y'all played outside y'all came in for lunch and y'all played outside sometimes we would be out there most of the time the mamas were doing their thing and watching you know in their houses or we'd come out on the patio or go into Janine's porch, screened-in porch. But y'all had the best time, and those are some of the best memories. And I'm just thankful that, you know, that was very important to me and your dad that I get to stay home. So I know it I know it takes sacrifice. We didn't, I mean, we didn't get to do everything that we wanted to. We still were able to go on vacations and stuff. But, you know, you do have to make sacrifices, but it's a sacrifice that you will never regret. Mm-hmm. Now, for those people who who don't want to stay home, because I know some people that that would be horrible to them. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, too. You know, you have to find what works for your family and for you and um, and and make it work. Right. Right. Yep. So I mentioned in the episode with Jordan that Bethany and I are three years apart, and we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. 
I loved that age gap growing up. I felt like we were super close, but also far enough apart that we had our own lives and like our own friends and stuff. How was the age gap for you and dad? Did y'all plan on like a three-year age gap or was it a happy accident? How did y'all like that? No, we planned you. Me and my sister were three years apart. And I think daddy and I talked about that and thought that that was a good age span because Bethany would be old enough, you know, kind of could play by herself at times when I was tending to you. And it just worked out really well. I mean, I thought y'all were close. I mean, you know, everybody's not close in the teenager's years. I mean, I beat my sister up too. But I think that's just a great age span for us. It worked out really well. Yeah. I know a lot of people that did like four or five years span, and I think that's good too. Mm-hmm. I think y'all were close enough though that like 10 years old and five years old, there's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But four-year-old and one-year-old is not, you know, the gap's a little closer And so y'all played very well. I can remember y'all when we lived in our other Eagle Mountain house, being on the the fireplace. Oh, yeah, doing like shows. And dancing. Y'all be in those gowns and stuff, and y'all would be doing dances and acting silly. Performances. Yeah. Yeah. And Bethany was probably maybe third grade. Yeah. So you probably were kindergarten. Probably something like that, kindergarten, first grade. And y'all played well together. So I think that was a good age group for our family. It worked out well. Yeah. How were we alike growing up? You and Bethany? Mm-hmm. Y'all both were very self-driven. You both had super kind hearts. Both of you included other kids. A lot of girls kind of can be mean, and I feel like that, that y'all were not like that as little girls. I felt like y'all were very inclusive with all people, and... You had a big heart. I thought that y'all had a good sense of humor and you had fun together. Y'all were a lot alike in that area. Now, there were some differences. That's what I was going to ask next. How were we different? Bethany was very, like, in second grade, had to be there before the bell even rang (laughs) to finish all her morning work before the bell rang. Yes. And you were more of the social bug. It's like, well, sorry, teacher. I didn't get page three done. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember in, like, junior high and high school... All the teachers would be like, oh, you're Bethany's little sister. And I'm like, yeah, you just wait because we are not the same at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And y'all both love to play basketball and that kind of thing. But you were a little more sassy-mouthed and a little more strong-willed. Bethany tended to be the one that wanted to please everybody, which probably is not a good thing because it's not good to be a people pleaser when you're an adult or a child. I think that's a pretty common first kid trait. I think you're right. I think you're right because I'm the second child and I'm more like you and daddy's the first child and he's more like Bethany. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a very common trait with first and second children. So who was more difficult? (laughs) Who got in trouble more? (laughs) Well, sometimes it's better not to say anything at all. (laughs) I'll just say it. I got in trouble all the time. And I didn't care. I was such a little fart. You were a fart. I remember when I called the basketball coach and and I said, I am going to call your basketball coach. And you go, call him. And I wheeled that phone out and dialed him up. And I said, Coach Harden? I know. He said, she will do towels, whatever that means. Yes, I did towels the entire practice the next day. It was awful. And you hated my guts. (laughs) It was awful. 
Oh my gosh. But you were you were a little more respectful after yeah. that. Yeah. But y'all both were good kids. I think me and Daddy are very blessed to uh, to have the the two kids that we have and y'all y'all are exceptional exceptional mothers and we both talk about that all the time how proud we are how I know we don't see you on your bad days we just see you you know you don't live here but and I know you have bad days because we're all human but mm-hmm. y'all are very patient and we have just been very impressed with both of you girls well thanks yeah you're welcome I have not been here yet, but I think that there's probably a huge shift whenever you parent a child to parenting a teenager to parenting an adult. So what has that kind of looked like for you guys? Well, it honestly has been kind of difficult to know our place, if that makes sense. Uh Because when you're your parent growing up and through your teens, and even when you go to college and you're not married, I don't know, you just feel like you're the same old parent, if that makes any sense. When you get married, it brings a whole new dimension to it. Mm -hmm. You want to do like you did when you weren't married, because that's how me and daddy show love. But then you have to realize it's kind of like something old Roy being Grace, my daddy said. I don't know, maybe I was homesick or something. And he said, in this old life, you know, we're always going to be your mom and dad. But as you get older, your family becomes you and Bill and your girls. And I started crying because I was like, but I want you to be. And he said, well, we always will be. But he said... It shifts to that's who you focus on and that's your family. And it's been like that with y'all. We've had to step back and just say, you know, Mm -hmm. those words have come back to me a lot. And I'm like, you know what? They have to be their little family. And it's just like you, you almost like close that chapter and then we see us and what we were in you and your family and Bethany and their family. And you have to just step back and not do if that makes is that make sense yeah no it does for sure like I found myself at the birthday party because I'm a I want everybody to have fun I want everybody and I want to help so it doesn't stress anybody out which ends up probably stressing people out (laughs) but I noticed at the birthday party I thought you know what I'm gonna just sit down and I'm gonna enjoy I'm gonna video and I caught myself once getting up trying to pour lemonade to the kids and I and I, I really physically went threw my hands up in the air and went and sat back down because <laughs> I was like, this is their deal. Yeah. And it's not, they don't, you need me, but not in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're always going to need your mom. I'm always going to need my mom. But as time goes on and things shift and change, it's a new chapter and it's a new way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like our job as parents, speaking for myself, is to help your kids along the way but you also want to teach them how to do things their own way too and they get to a point talking about myself now you get to a point one day where you are able to make those decisions by yourself and then the dynamic switches where where I'm the one teaching Jack how to do these things exactly the dynamic was the word I was looking for yeah and it's good that's a good thing yeah and and sometimes it's hard I think you'll find as he gets older it's sometimes hard because you do feel like, well, I'm just not needed. But it's not. It's just a new dynamic. 
and this is a new chapter for me and dad, you know, a new dynamic for us. So it changes, but it's a good, you know, change is good. Right. Change is good. It's not always easy, but change is always good. In addition to being a parent, you guys are also grandparents. You're a nanny. So what has that experience been like and how has becoming a grandparent different than becoming a parent? Oh my gosh. I just can't even explain. I I really can't. It's I mean, I love you and Bethany more than anything in the world. And I never thought I could love something more, which I don't love them more, but it's just a different (laughs) kind of love. But it's like, I think it's the greatest joy and the greatest privilege to see your kids be parents. Mm -hmm. And the grandkids, they are just, they're just wonderful. And I wish we lived closer. I know that that probably isn't going to happen in the same town. But I hope one day that we live at least where we could come, you know, to see y'all for just the weekend. But the grandkids, you just see your kids in them. I see you and Jack. I see Drew and Jack, too. And I see Bethany and Olive, and I see Bobby and Belle, and they bring us, I can't tell you how much joy that they bring us. I mean, we just, we love them to death, and we wish we could see them more, and we just cherish the time that we're with them. This weekend was just fabulous. We got to go to Dallas, and when you see (laughs) Bethany was standing out, you know, she was tracking us coming in. And when they were all in the front yard and they just threw their arms up and ran. And I just jumped out of the car while it was moving <laughs> and just lifted them up. And just for them to say, Nanny Pops, oh, it just, uh, it just thrills my heart. And when they tell us that they love us, when Jack says, I love you, and he does his little sign, yeah. it, I can't explain it. And you won't know until one day when you are one. So, <laughs> yep. It will be great if Jack decides he wants to have kids. That it will be the if best he thing wants ever. to. If not, you know what? You can be a grandkid or grandma to somebody else. That's right. Fine. We have little kids that we do that here, and we since we don't get to see y'all so much, so there's ways. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned this briefly. How long were you a teacher for? I taught, I think, eighteen or nineteen years. Okay, and I know you kind of had a love-hate relationship with it, which I think most teachers do. It's a it's a really hard job and really underpaid. And I know that when you got out of it, there was a lot of changes happening with like technology and stuff. And it was just a lot, right? It was a lot. So if you could go back in time, I was going to ask and pick a different career, what would you pick? Oh, wow. That's funny that you asked that because I dream about this a lot. <laughs> I think... That I would have been a nurse. Interesting. I would not have guessed that at all. Why would you be interested in being a nurse? Because I love people and I love to help people. I actually, when I had Bethany, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want to be a labor delivery nurse. And Bill was like, well, that would be good. But sometimes things don't happen happy. And when he said that, I said, no, I can't do that. But I think I would have been a nurse. Interesting. I figured you would want to do something like a chef or like something landscaping related or maybe like home decor designing because you love doing all that stuff. I do love doing all that stuff. I'm not secure in home in decorating. I decorate my style and love it. When I have decorated other people's homes 
and it stresses me out to the max. But one thing I do love and I did think of was being an architectural landscaper. You are right. I had thought about that one time. But I do love planting and all that kind of stuff. It, that's my happy place. That's my, my go-to happy place. Yeah, this is actually a good transition. So this is a Jack's Crafty Mom, Crafty Friend segment. You love planting flowers. And since summer is coming quick, I thought that you could share some planting advice with all of us. But first, I want everybody to know that I inherited a ton of stuff from you. I am like you in a lot of ways, but I do not like planting plants and I cannot keep them alive. I have one plant that I'm really proud of that I've been able to keep alive for more than a year. I know we had it in New Orleans and it survived the trip here, but it is a cactus, but I still I'm so proud of it. I water it like once a year. I'm sorry. Those those, yeah, those don't have to have any care. I know. I really need to repot it because it's getting like kind of big, but I'm afraid it's going to die if I repot it. Oh, no, no, no. It won't die. It won't die. It probably needs a bigger space. It's kind of like wearing clothes and they get, you know, when you're growing, they get too little or a snake skin. Olive would love this. Yeah. Gets too tight. So it sheds. So it needs to be repotted so it can flourish. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, y'all's yard always looks awesome. Like it always looks like it's a picture out of a magazine or something. How did this hobby start for you and why do you love planting flowers? Well, thank you. This hobby started when I was a little girl. I can remember about fourth grade, fifth grade. My parents always had an immaculate yard. They always enjoyed it. Daddy had a huge garden and I can remember him coming home from work, putting on his headband and going out into the garden and my mom loved to plant flowers so one time she said hey you want to go with me to the nursery and I said yeah so I went and she said why don't you pick out some plants and you can just have your own little area and I said okay cool so I picked out a petunia that was hot pink and white of course because pink's my favorite color and I got to plant it. We were planting it in a little flower bed in the backyard. And she started talking about the rose bush that was beside it. And that was actually her grandmother's rose bush that she had transplanted when she passed away. And the cool thing about that is it always bloomed on Mother's Day. And it was kind of a hot pink color too. But anyway, just, just watching my parents and just watching the joy my dad would plant like so much but it was so he could give it away and he he just loved to watch it grow and he liked to work the soil and I guess I just got that passion from them he liked to garden right he liked to garden yes but he loved the flowers but you know he wasn't into that mom did that but daddy loved to garden and I think I just got the passion and the work ethic from them, and it just really made my dad happy. I saw that, you know, that was a happy time when he was out in the yard, and and mom too, and I just think I kind of enjoyed that, and it made me feel that way too. So, yeah, we I can even remember when Bill and I first got married, we were living in his parents' apartments in Fayetteville, and we lived upstairs, and there was like an area under there that had weeds all grown up, and I said, hey, do you think I can clean this out and plant some flowers? He was like, yeah. So we did that and planted marigolds, and I think we went and bought a little tiny grill, like a really cheap one, 
And then we would, you know, we, he would mow the yard and we would grill steak. That was kind of a tradition my dad did. He always grilled steak every Saturday night after he'd worked in the yard all day. So that's where my passion came from, I think. And then Bill really got into it. Like now I mow the yard and all, but he will not let me. I said, if you'll just teach me how to edge, I'll edge and blow and everything. And he's like, um, I don't want you edging. And I'm like, why? And he said, well, I'm very particular. He likes his edging to be very straight. <laughs> So, so I remember in high school, whenever we would go on vacation in the summer, we would have to get one of Drew's friends usually because Drew usually went on vacation with us. So we would get one of his friends to come mow our lawn while we were gone. And I remember there was like really specific instructions because y'all do like the whole lines in the yard. Do y'all still do that? That would be your daddy. Yes. <laughs> and he got that from, from Papa Ben. <laughs> It did look really nice. Do you still do that now? Yes. Now, he likes to mow at an angle, but we live kind of on a hill now, and I can't maneuver the lawnmower. We've got these rocks in our yard, too, these, like, big boulder things that kind of are in for erosion. Mm -hmm. And I cannot – it's a self-propelled, but it's still hard to push. But I can't do the angle, so I mow up and down, but, it ha yes, I have to follow his lines. <laughs> and then – if he act every once in a while, he'll say, okay, I think I need to mow because I need to mow at an angle. Because it really, it really is good to mow different directions. It's really good for your grass to do that. It's hilarious. But he is, he is very, like when I, when I lost all the weight and I could actually do stuff again and had energy to do stuff, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take over the yard. And you could just tell him kind of like his eye was starting to twitch like... <laughs> Uh, That's his thing. Okay, but he he tells me I do a good job, but he will not let me edge. But I can blow, I, I and I can start the blower by myself. So, but um, yeah, he kind of got the passion bug after Paul Paul being too. I think so. So cool. That kind of started as new. Well, it started for you, you know, seeing your parents, like you said, and then y'all were really got into that together as a couple, even from being newlyweds. Yes, we really did. I mean, I think he was really. I don't think he ever even thought about planting flowers under there, but it really made the place look a lot better. I'll never forget, this is hilarious. We lived in Longview for five years when we first got married and we had bought a house. So he was like, I'm gonna talk to your dad. I'm gonna try to figure out what grass. And of course he did all that. And we had come home to Benton for something. I don't know what, but it was during the summertime. And we had this sweet elderly couple that lived across the street, JB and Willine, And they just loved us and we loved them. And he thought he was going to help us. So he mowed our yard while we were gone. And we we turned the corner to come home. And he, like, had scalped our whole entire... I mean, it was just like dirt. And Bill was like, oh, my gosh, what? I said, Bill, JB probably mowed the yard. Just, it'll be okay. He was like, oh, my gosh, there's no grass left. So that was kind of funny. But it was sweet that they wanted to help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well... I inherited a lot of stuff from you, but the flower planting is not something that I'm super into, but it does look really pretty. Y'all's yard, I've, I've already said this, but y'all's yard always just looks so pretty. And I know that people come by y'all's house a lot looking at flower inspiration. And I know that you plant flowers for a lot of your friends and people hire you out to do their plants and stuff. I was wondering if you would share a couple of options with us, a couple of flowers that look good together in pots for like a shaded area and then something that would look good in full sun 
one. Would you mind sharing a couple of those with us? I wouldn't. Before I do that, I'm going to tell you about, you were asking me, you know, how I got into that. I started researching a little bit about why flowers make me so happy. And you're not going to believe this, but I found a study that was done in 2007 that actually says the microbacterium bacchae, I think is how you say it, that's in the dirt, that's in the soil, actually triggers the release of serotonin, which helps with mood and depression and reduces anxiety, which I have struggled with that all my life. And so I think that's kind of cool because when I'm doing all that, I really am in a happy place and I really just feel God's presence. So I really thought that was neat that there was actually a study that says that when you plant flowers, it helps induce more positive outlook on life. It boosts your happiness and your energy and your serotonin. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. Probably being out in like the sun too, vitamin D is probably helps with that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Just sitting outside. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Back to our plants. So first of all, you need to find your sun pattern of your house. So what that means is, does your front get morning sun? Does your front get afternoon sun or vice versa? And once you have that, then you can figure out what you can plant that would be best for those spots. So we have both like a shade area of our house and then we have a full sun area. So we'll do the shade pots first. In any of my pots, what I like to do is do like different textures of leaves and foliage and also like to do different heights it's kind of like when you give a shower like a wedding shower or whatever you don't put everything flat on the table you have things you kind of have dimension by making stuff higher and lower and stuff flowing off and it's the same way with plants too mm. so I usually use palms are very good they're tropical they do not last you know you'll have to bring them in if you want to keep them I just let mine die and we compost them but I usually use a, a palm for the height and then good shade plants that are annuals. That means you have to plant them every year are like any kind of begonias, dragon wing begonias. Are, their leaves are almost like a dragon wing and they do like nuts in the shade. Now when I say shade, they need at least have three hours of morning sun. If you have a plant that blooms and it doesn't get any sun at all, then it's probably, it will grow well and the foliage will grow well, but you will not get the, the flowering because, it, it, you know, flowers do need a little bit of sun. Any kind of impatience and New Guinea impatience, coleus, which is kind of a, it's a plant that has different colored leaves. And then there's also sun coleuses too, but those are real cool, like textured plants. Hostas would be a perennial. Perennials mean they come back every year. Mm. So hostas are good, like if you're planting in a flower bed or whatever, they'll come back every year. I also like to, on the impatience, those kind of mound up, kind of like a pitcher's mound on a baseball field. Mm -hmm. They kind of get tall and kind of mound. So I like stuff that'll fill in and mound up, stuff that's tall, stuff with different leaves and different colored flowers. And then I always like a trailer. And that's something like that trails over the side of your pot. You've seen them probably in magazines that they kind of spill over. And mm -hmm. good trailers are like any kind of potato vine. That comes in like a real pretty lime green or a deep dark purple. Boston ferns are a good option in the shade just to kind of add to your porch or wherever. Just kind of one solid color. If you, if you get so much going on and you don't have something that's just all the same, it kind of 
gets a little wild looking. But you, you've got some pictures, I think, that you're going to insert that people can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm going to share those on my story today. Okay. And um, in my hot area, which I'm going to tell you about in a second, I like purples and reds and whites and yellows. And I think those are really striking. You can use the color wheel to kind of look and see what goes together real well. Mm-hmm. For the sun plants... I some I will do the palms, and I've actually gotten where I bought these big whiskey barrels at Home Depot for like forty four dollars. I've got like I think four in the back, and uh, they pack a lot of flat. You can pack a lot of flowers in them. I used to do the tall thing back there too. Like I would get Kimberly ferns, and I would half them because those take full sun. But I like now just the look of everything kind of mounding up and draping over. So. My new favorites that I found are Scoviola. It kind of mounds up, and it's also a trailer. It kind of trails over the side. It is super, super heat resistant, and it comes in deep purple, a light purple, a pink, and a white. Another really good one, Angelonia. It's almost like a little smaller looking fox glove, and you probably don't know what that is, but a lot of people listening will. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a stocky little plant. And those come in all colors, and they kind of will give you a little bit of a height. It's not going to be like a palm tree or a palm plant, but it will be a little bit of a height. There's sun impatience. You need to be very careful because if you see impatience, you might think, oh, well, that will go in the sun, but it has to be a sun impatient to go in the sun. Regular impatience go in the shade. Okay. The little tags that are on the plants, you can look. And it will tell you how much sun something will take. Okay. So that's a good thing. And lantana is great for heat. Poppies, purple salvia, that's actually a, a perennial. Cannas, uh, regular salvia. Zinnias are a really good one for the sun. And those are good to seed. Those are real easy to, to plant in the ground and actually seed. That's a really easy flower to grow. You just don't want to overwater it. Okay. A couple more. Million bells, and they're like little tiny petunias, and they trail over cosmos, geraniums, and vinca. Those are some good ones that I use for my son. So do you usually recommend the, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, the perennials, the, the ones that come back every single year? Do you recommend planting those in the ground or in pots, or is it okay to do both? That is a very good question. I personally have had better luck planting those in the ground. Okay. I just have had, I've I've got some sun perennials in the back, and then I have the hostas are really a good one for the shade. Now, those do die out during the winter, but then they will come back in the spring. So, if you're planting those just in your front and not doing anything else, they'll be really pretty in the summer, but you won't have anything in the winter. So, I, you know, I would advise planting something that's going to stay green with those all year. Gotcha. Okay. So, we talked about some really pretty flowers that I don't know what any of them look like, but I'm going to look them up. (laughs) Would you mind sharing some care instructions for taking care of plants and keeping them alive? Absolutely. So plants are living things just like we are. Do you like to eat? Oh, yeah. Do you like to drink water? Yes. And do you like to get sun? Yes. Okay. Well, the plants do too. The first care is if you buy a pre-planted pot that's one of those small hanging pots, I recommend buying another container and repotting that because when you buy that, it looks gorgeous. It's full 
but it is so root bound that means that there's no soil left in the pot that it's in it's just all roots mm -hmm. and it is going to be pretty for several weeks and then it's going to look bad okay so i would anything like that that's in a smaller pot needs to be repotted even your ferns i know a lot of people just kind of pop those in a pot and they don't put dirt in them i suggest you take them out put dirt and um as far as care the sun ones I, I I let them get dry, but I don't let them start wilting. The dirt you let the dirt get dry. I let the dirt get dry, but I don't want the flower wilting. So I keep a really close eye on them. It's like having a baby. You have to kind of because you spend a lot of money on. We do. We I mean, and people that buy flowers, you spend money, hard earned money buying these. You don't want them to die in a month. Right. So I usually get mine in April, and they'll carry me all the way through to September, October. So that's a pretty long span if you take care of them. Mm -hmm. Another thing is feeding them, and you can Google what certain plants like. Daddy, ha you know, has a worm farm. Yes. And he makes worm tea, which we do not cook the worms. Um, in case Olive is listening, we do not kill the worms, Olive. We take their poop or their castings, and he brews a tea out in the garage. I'm selling it at the farmer's market, and I'm also selling it, like I'll post when we make it. But we do that probably every two to three weeks. We feed everything that, and then we just water it. We put like a cup in, and then we water it in. I also recommend putting in a slow-released fertilizer like Osmocote when you plant your flowers. Okay. And also, don't plant in the same dirt as last year. Like, dig out at least a fourth of it, put new dirt in it, and then we also put the actual worm poop or the castings in there with Osmocote. We kind of mix it up, toss it up like a salad then we plant okay but everybody goes oh my gosh you've got a green thumb but I really don't it's just that you have to care for it like you would anything else I mean it's just it and it's not hard it's just you have to be mindful and know you know how to water when to water you don't water like on top of the plant you actually water at the roots because it'll serve as an umbrella and your plant won't actually get watered. But it's super, it, plants are really neat to watch to grow and they're really cool. To, it, you know, it gives you a sense of purpose that you're taking care of something and it also makes you feel really good. Okay. And it also makes your yard pretty, so. I have a couple of follow-up questions. So I did actually, even though I don't keep plants alive, I did learn this from you a really long time ago. When you are watering at the root of the plant, you want to make sure that you're doing that in a cool part of the day. So kind of in the evening, right? That is correct. Okay. And some people do get up. Uh, I, I watered for someone last year while she went on vacation and she wanted me to water in the morning. I just suggest seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. In the summertime, you don't want to water in the middle of the day. It can like scorch your plant and it also dries up so fast. It's like you did, you're just wasting the water because it's not soaking in really deep to the roots. So yes, that is correct. Okay. And then my other question, the Osmocote, is that correct? Yes. So do you buy that somewhere like Lowe's or Home Depot? That's a good question. They used to carry that. They do not now. Okay. And I found it on Amazon, but I did find that my local, I have a good friend, Doug Brody, who owns the Earth Station, and I would rather buy local than on Amazon. He actually carries it at his feed store. Okay. So you can you can go down there and buy like a bag of it for a couple of bucks. 
Okay. So that's what I've been doing. Okay, great. Yeah, so you can buy that at the Earth Station if you're in Batesville, Arkansas. And then buying local for the worm tea like you and Dad make is also great, too, and a great way to support your community, support your local people. So if that people are interested in reaching out to you guys, I'll leave your Facebook in the show notes today so that if people are interested in contacting you, that way your phone number is not out there <laughs> but people okay, can people yeah, can find you good. and send you a message on Facebook if they're interested in getting any of that from you guys that's perfect he also sells the cast castings by the pound too if they want to actually just put that in the dirt when they're planting so yeah that's great and I bet other places that have like where you are I bet there's like a a nursery yeah that'll sell the Osmi code as well so you're buying local and not buying through Amazon okay okay cool well, thanks, Mom. Really quick, um, another thing, you've gotten into gardening the last couple of years. So I was wondering if you would share what is in your garden this year. So I think Bill and I both just kind of wanted to have a little garden just to, I think it makes us think of my dad. So anyway, we planted all kinds of peppers because Bill loves peppers. And I like to share those with the lady here in town that makes homemade salsa and spaghetti sauce. So we planted like jalapeno peppers. We did different kinds of bell pepper. I did like yellow, red, orange, and then I did like a big bertha, I think is what it's called, or some kind of big green bell pepper we did uh, banana peppers that were sweet and banana peppers that are hot because he likes both we planted daddy's tomatoes it was always better boy so that's the tomatoes that we planted that my dad used to plant and then we planted some eggplants and I like the little pickling cucumbers the little tiny ones and we planted some of those and I believe that's all Okay, and all of that stuff is pretty easy for non-experienced gardeners? Yes, it's very easy. I mean, honestly, with that, you just put it in the ground and fertilize it and keep it watered and then keep it picked. And you're... Oh, also, the other thing that was so cool, because somebody came to our house to get worm tea today, and we let them pick our lettuce. We, we did lettuce this year, and our lettuce is, like, going nuts. Everything else is just starting to grow, but one of our friends from church came over, and she picked lettuce to take home to make a salad. So, And I think there's enough out there that we can pick for us this week so I'm really excited about that so that's our little garden okay perfect well thank you so much for coming on today do you have anything else that you want to share that we didn't cover already I don't think so I just hope that everybody has a happy Mother's Day and if you're not sure what to get your mom for Mother's Day a pot of flowers is always a great choice oh that's a good idea yeah All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was so much fun to have my mom on today and introduce you guys to her. I bet that she'll probably be back in the future, but it was really great to have her on for a little Mother's Day special. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And if you like this episode or any previous episodes, you can rate and or review wherever you listen or share it with a friend. I will be back next week with a new episode, so I will talk to you then. Bye.